Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Have you ever wondered what Obi-Wan said right after dropping Luke off on Tatooine with Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru, right at the end of Revenge of the Sith? That's what we're going to talk about in today's video, and this comes from the Legends novel Kenobi, which takes place after Revenge of the Sith. So, from the book, there is an excerpt where Obi-Wan is actually speaking to Qui-Gon. It's like his letter to Qui-Gon, but in his head. And at this point, Qui-Gon still isn't reaching out to him. He's not talking to him. Yoda hasn't fully taught him how to commune with Qui-Gon. And these are all things I believe that we may learn in the Kenobi show, which takes place 10 years after Revenge of the Sith. So this is definitely like, this is like, this book like fills in the gaps between Revenge of the Sith and the Kenobi show. However, it's legends. So, you know, it doesn't really count anymore, sadly, but it is a good book. So I want to go over what he was saying to Qui-Gon and it's pretty damn interesting. And I think it's stuff that we could definitely touch on on the Kenobi show when it does come out. So here we go. The package is delivered, he says to Qui-Gon. I hope you can read my thoughts, Master Qui-Gon. I haven't heard your voice since that day on Polis Massa when Master Yoda told me I could commune with you through the Force. So at this point still, Qui-Gon Jinn has not reached out to Obi-Wan, even though he like reached out to Yoda and he was speaking to Yoda. If you don't remember, remember when Yoda was med meditating um, and uh, Bail Organa comes in while Padme is giving birth and Obi-Wan's attending to her on Polis Massa, that was the planet. That was actually supposed to be a scene with Qui-Gon Jinn and Yoda, where Qui-Gon is speaking to Yoda. You can find the deleted scene on YouTube where you get the, uh, the stand-in for the ADR, the audio for it, where there's a voice speaking to Yoda. However, it's not Liam Neeson. And you actually get the full script in the Revenge of the Sith novelization by Matthew Stover, which was signed off by George Lucas. He read it and he was very, very meticulous about everything. So it hasn't been since that moment that uh, Qui-Gon has reached out to anybody, I guess. 
or at least not to Obi-Wan. And he does later in the book, as, but we won't see that until later. You'll remember that we decided I should take Anakin's son to his relatives for safekeeping. That mission is now accomplished. So this is right after Obi-Wan delivers Luke to on Beru and Uncle Owen, which we saw in Revenge of the Sith. So remember, he was like stroking his mustache. We get the twin sons. We get the, the theme and it's all done. It's over. So this is pretty much right after that. It feels so strange being here at this place and in this circumstance. Years ago, we removed one child from Tatooine, thinking him to be the galaxy's greatest hope. Now I have returned one with the same goal in mind. I hope it goes better this time, because the path to this moment has been filled with pain for the whole galaxy, for my friends, and for me. This is also something super interesting, I find, that <laughs> Obi-Wan's life is kind of just essentially revolving around like taking kids or putting kids back on Tatooine and it's kind of funny because he's like you know you do this with Anakin and he's like why have why do I feel we picked up another pathetic life form and he just didn't really care at that point of course it was young Obi-Wan he wasn't really uh, uh sympathetic to Anakin's empathetic to Anakin's situation but uh you know he did grow older and mature however now he's doing the exact same thing just a little bit in reverse with Luke putting Luke on Tatooine whereas you know he took Anakin before and both were supposed to be sort of uh, the heroes of the they were supposed to essentially fix the galaxy Anakin being the chosen one and Luke being the chosen one's son and uh, restoring order to the galaxy again another thing I'd like to talk about regarding Obi-Wan is that he has seen a lot of pain and this is something that he's talking about in the book to Qui-Gon and I'm wondering if we're going to touch upon this in Kenobi as well now he's seen his master die he's seen the love of his life die Satine Kreese he's seen his brother die you know Anakin Skywalker and he's seen the entire Jedi Order all of his friends be wiped out from the betrayal of Anakin and the man who essentially duped him to the dark side which is Darth Sidious Palpatine who they were working under the entire time and still Obi-Wan remained in the light side of the force Obi one is a very very legit Jedi. I still can't believe the Jedi Order is gone and the Republic corrupted and in the hands of Palpatine and Anakin corrupted as well. The holovids I saw of him slaughtering the Jedi younglings in the temple still haunt my dreams and shatter my heart into pieces over and over again. This is amazing. I think something that really needs to be seen in the Kenobi show is how tormented Obi-Wan is now that Order 66 is well, still going on, but kind of big part of it is done. All of the things that Obi-Wan has to deal with now that he has major PTSD, not just from the Clone Wars, but from Order 66 mainly. And, you know, everything that Anakin did. You know, this was his best friend. This was his, almost like his son, like his brother. And he saw him, you know, killing younglings, killing his own Jedi friends, his own mentors, fellow Jedi Padawans, knights masters it must have been very tormenting for him and i'm actually pretty excited to see how he deals with all of that torment because it is very relatable in life to a lot of people but after the horror of children's deaths a child may bring hope as well it's as i said the delivery is made i'm standing on a ridge with my riding beast a tatooine eop looking back at the lars homestead Owen and Beru Lars are outside holding the child the last chapter is finished a new one has begun this is literally as he is leaving that scene in Revenge of the Sith. It's picking up right there. I'll look for a place nearby, though if I hang around too long, I half expect Owen will want me to move someplace else farther away. There may be wisdom in that. I seem to attract trouble even in such a remote place as this. 
There was some mischief yesterday at Anchorhead, and before that, some trouble in one of the spaceports I passed through. None of it was really about me, thankfully, or why I'm here. But I can't afford to react to things as Obi-Wan Kenobi anymore. I won't be able to turn on my lightsaber without screaming Jedi Knight to everyone around. Even on Tatooine, I expect someone knows what that is. Another interesting thing about that is, you know, I always found Uncle Owen to be super annoying. He held Luke back, kind of like the Jedi Order held Anakin back, in my opinion, and Anakin's opinion. Here, we kind of understand that Obi-Wan even gets why Uncle Owen doesn't like him. Not only does he think that, you know, Obi-Wan is part of something that's so archaic and uh, brutal, as being a Jedi, being a Force user, whatever that is, hokey religions. But he believes that this guy, Obi-Wan, constantly keeping an eye and lurking around the Lars homestead would actually draw attention in and of itself, rather than you know him just leaving and not even being there, and Luke just being you know Uncle Owen and Aunt Brew's kid, because no one would know the wiser. So this will be it. From here on... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. On out, as long as it takes, I'm minding my own business and staying out of trouble. I can't play Jedi for this world and help save the other worlds at the same time. Isolation is the answer. The city, even a village like Anchorhead, runs at too fast a pace. Out on the periphery, though, should be another story. I can already feel time moving differently, to the rhythm of the desert. So, right here, if the leaks for Kenobi and, uh, turn away from this video if you don't want to hear the leaks. If the leaks for Kenobi are true, where he goes off-world trying to save Leia, it completely just retcons his original thoughts, which is what George Lucas signed off on uh, for the Kenobi book, right here, where he says, I'm minding my own business and staying out of trouble. I can't play Jedi for this world and help save the other worlds at the same time. Isolation is the answer. So, while it does completely retcon sort of the Legends novel, um, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it and not okay with it. As a purist, I feel like I'm not okay with it, but as someone who wants to see more Obi-Wan and wants to see the story progress, and I don't want to watch an episode or a season of Kenobi where he's just stuck on Tatooine like Boba Fett was the whole time, I'm down for it. You know, I want to see some different worlds, and I definitely do want to see a team, a, a, a fight of him and Vader again. As much as I know that it, that, that really does go against um, a lot of their verbiage, where, you know, it's like, the last time I left you, I was but the learner, now I'm the master. However, I'm going to make a video on that too, because there are some contradicting things and some things that George left in that dialogue that unbeknownst to him, I'm sure, actually opened up the possibility for Obi-Wan and Vader fighting again, which would make a lot more sense. And I'm on the fence about it, you know? Let me know what you guys think about Obi-Wan leaving Tatooine if those rumors are true, because it definitely does go against what his original, George's original plans for Obi-Wan was. The city, even a village like Anchorhead, runs at too fast a pace. Out on the periphery, though, should be another story. I can already feel time moving differently to the rhythm of the desert. This means, essentially, that the world there is different. It doesn't really revolve like how the galaxy does around the Republic or the Republic around the galaxy. It's its own galaxy. Tatooine is like its own freaking place. It is so far away from things. It's so just rooted in hot land and hot territory 
that it might as well just be in a completely different galaxy and all altogether. Yes, I expect things will be slower. I'll be far from anywhere and alone with nothing but my regrets to keep me company. If only there were a place to hide from those. Damn. So if they go along anything uh, uh, according to what George signed off on for the Kenobi novel, this is going to be an extremely dark show. <laughs> like, we're going to see Kenobi in a way we haven't seen him before. You know, we always see him positive, optimistic, you know, funny. No, this is a different guy. So... Just in that la last line, man, um, with nothing but my regrets to keep me company, if only there were a place to hide from those. Damn. So, anyways, um, and even through all of that, he still remains a Jedi. He still remains hopeful. He still remains Obi-Wan Kenobi, much like Luke in Legends. So, let me know what you guys think about this excerpt. I think... Um, this is a beautiful memo to Qui-Gon Jinn, an excerpt from the novel, and I think it really dives into the whole idea of what Obi-Wan's all about at this point, you know, where his headspace is at, and it really fills in that gap right after episode three, when he leaves the Lars homestead, and we get the twin sons in the credits. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thanks for watching this video. Let me know what you think about it in the comments below and what you want to see from the Kenobi show. Do you think it retcons everything if he goes off of Tatooine and perhaps helps Leia or saves Leia? Do you not care? Do you want to see him go off Tatooine and go to different worlds? Or do you want him to just stay on Tatooine for the entire show and not fight Vader and not do anything? Maybe, uh, you know, take out some Inquisitors or something like that. I understand both uh, points and I'm on the fence completely but i think the more exciting one is definitely going to be fun more exciting if we want to stay to continuity it's going to be a little more boring we'll see what happens i'll be with you guys the entire step of the way so love you catch you later may the force be with you